brothers and sisters in Christ, dazed and confused. Not only is that a classic rock song from Led Zeppelin, but it also describes the faces of my former students as I began teaching them critical thinking. My role then as a teacher was to explain the lesson to them until they reached that aha moment. Now, I've never had an Ethiopian eunuch in class, but I imagine he experienced a similar aha moment after Philip explained the scriptures to him. Now, Philip was doing a, a lot of explaining right before our text. He was preaching and teaching just north of Jerusalem, and then he headed south of Jerusalem to meet this Ethiopian's eunuch. And notice how Philip ran to the Ethiopian's chariot. He didn't meander. He ran there. No fear. That's what the gospel can do to a person. And Philip didn't just stand near the chariot. He joined the chariot. Now, the Greek word for join literally means to glue or to fasten to or to join to or to, to infuse. Such proximity and intimacy transition this Ethiopian eunuch from dazed and confused to saved and infused. You know, by nature, we're all dazed and confused. We live in a fog of failure when it comes to our relationship with God. Apart from Christ, we stumble through life with no point or purpose. Listen to Luther's explanation of this condition. He writes, Through original sin, the entire human race has fallen so deeply and is so blinded that a man not only does not know himself and God, but not even the calamities which he feels and suffers. Well, we sure could use someone to join us or to infuse us with their presence. Then we too could transition from dazed and confused to saved and infused. And I'm not talking about this gratia infusa error taught by the Romanists during the Reformation. Uh, the alien righteousness of Christ is simply credited to us. You know, infused in this sense means to be permeated by a person, and that person would be Jesus. That person permeated our world on Christmas Day. Jesus infused himself to a dazed and confused world. He joined himself not only to our flesh, but also to our death, so that we might be joined to his righteousness and his life. Rejoice that we have transitioned from dazed and confused to saved and infused. After all, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches grafted in grace. Now, how did we make that connection? The same way the Ethiopian eunuch did, through word and sacrament. Philip went right to the core teaching of the word by addressing the word made flesh. Luther made this comment, wherever you cut the Bible, it bleeds the blood of Christ. Two points. First, all scripture points to Christ. And second, all scripture points to our Lord's sacrifice on the cross. Listen to what the Ethiopian eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken 
from the earth. That's got the cross written all over it. Jesus became our good shepherd by being our sacrificial lamb. He silently endured mankind's injustice by fulfilling his father's divine justice against our sins. There on the cross, Jesus was infused, permeated by the sins of the whole world. And baptism, well, it brings it all on home. In baptism, God's word is joined to the water, much like Philip was joined to the chariot. In baptism, then, we are joined to Christ's death, and we are joined to Christ's resurrection. Water and the word of God are the means by which the Holy Spirit joins us together with Christ. In baptism, we become the branch joined to the vine, grafted by grace. Word and sacrament, saved and infused, permeated by God's grace. Notice how Philip didn't retire after this unique, eunuch opportunity. He didn't quit after what he might have considered a utopian Ethiopian experience. He went on preaching in all of the towns. Now, can you think of a person who explained the Bible to you? Can you think of a person who introduced you to Jesus? Perhaps it was a a parent or a grandparent as you sat in the lap. Perhaps it was a friend over a cup of coffee at, let's say, Starbucks. Think of that person and thank that personal Philip in your life. After all, the Apostle Paul said, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Take the time to thank those beautiful feet in your life. Then be those beautiful feet to another. Who knows, you may be that earthen vessel who transitions them from dazed and confused to saved and infused. You may be that person who introduces them to Jesus. You may be that person of whom the hymnist writes, Hark the voice of Jesus calling, who will go and work today? Fields are white and harvest waiting, who will bear the sheaves away? Loud and long the master calleth, rich reward he offers thee. Who will answer gladly saying, here am I, send me, send me. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.